Firstly, uh, welcome to Heart to Heart with Saima. And um, it's my honor to have you as my guest uh, on my show. Um, I, um, when I realized that uh, you were the president-elect for National Association of Realtors, um, and I sent you um, the invitation to uh, be on my podcast. Um, it was a very exciting moment because, you know, there are 1.5 million realtors um, in the U.S. And uh, you and I are Dallas girls. And uh, there are around 40,000 realtors uh, in the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth Metroplex. So that's uh, a humongous number. And uh, you are the president-elect for National Association of Realtors, which is, you know, it's, uh, I think, a, a privilege uh, to be in that place. And I think from being a woman, I feel that that's extremely empowering. So welcome to my show and welcome to Heart to Heart with Saima. And I'm going to let you give an introduction about yourself. I am Leslie Ruta Smith. I am the president-elect of the National Association of Realtors for 2021. I will be the national president in 2022. And NAR was founded in 1908. I will be the seventh woman president in the history of the National Association of Realtors. So in about 115 years by the time I'm president. And there are five elected officers on the leadership team and there are two appointed vice presidents. So for the first time in the history of the National Association of Realtors in 2022, women will be the majority of the leadership team and that will be historical. That will break a record that has never been broken before. So I'm very excited about that. Looking forward to empowering women and giving them opportunities. So my two vice president appointments we have one that's vice president of advocacy that kind of falls on the Washington DC side. Then we have the vice president of association affairs, which falls on the Chicago side. And I've appointed both of mine and they are both women. So I'm really looking forward to the strength of women and just knowing that um, we're gonna have a really strong leadership team as we continue on. We have a great team this year, we will next year and again in 2022. So I'm really looking forward to it. That's fabulous. What kind of a journey has it been? I, I before the show started, Leslie, we 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 were talking, and you mentioned that uh, you uh, you've been in the real estate industry for over forty years. Your father was in real estate, and you uh, started helping him out. And um, um, it's been, I mean, that's some journey because I've been a realtor for 16 years and uh, I can tell you that, boy, it, it's been a turbulent journey. The highs, the lows, the, you know, the the amazing aha moments of, uh, um, you know, of real estate. And it's, it's a very gratifying um, a field to be in. Not only is it educational and, and, um, you know, it's knowledgeable. It's just you touch lives and you change lives. You impact people. Absolutely. Well, I was born into real estate, so I've always said I don't know any better. And so I've been in real estate my entire life. Um, my father started a company that are his initials in central Ohio, where I grew up. I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. 
And he was the president of the National Association of Realtors in 1991. So I am going to be the third second generation president. We had a second generation president in 2018, 2019, and then again in 2022. I don't see any more on the horizon right now, but it's kind of cool to be in that little group. My father also had a franchise division called Real Living. Uh, a lot of people have heard of that. It is under the home services umbrella with Berkshire Hathaway. It originally was sold to a company in Toronto, Canada, and then it was sold to Warren Buffett, and now it's under that home services umbrella. So there are real living franchises all over the country. And at one point in time, I owned five of my own. That was about 10 to 15 years ago. And then I acquired with my uh, partners, Prudential Texas Properties, which is actually now Berkshire Hathaway. I came to the realization, I love this business, but I wanted to go back into sales knowing that I eventually was going to be running a campaign to run for national. And I was very fortunate that I was uncontested, which certainly makes it a little bit easier uh, than it would otherwise have been. And my husband is a farm and ranch real estate broker we met at Ebby Halliday training class in 1984, and Ebby Halliday was my mentor. Uh, she was just the one that I looked up to her like nobody's business. And for those who don't know, Ebby Halliday, I'm sure you know Ebby Halliday Realtors. That's the real Ebby Halliday. Used to be people thought she was untouchable, but she was very approachable and easy to talk with. But she mentored me and it was kind of funny when I first moved to Texas, I felt like she was my Texas mother because she knew my parents. And then when she got older, I felt like I was the one taking care of her at meetings and making sure that she was okay. And anyway, Ebby and I, we have a lot of great stories and a lot of great history. She died eight hours shy of 104 and a half years old yeah. in September of 2015. And just what an amazing lady. And then my husband and I have two children and they're both realtors. It's kind of funny because when they were little, they said, mom, we really want to get our black belts. And I said, oh, I'd love to drive you to karate every day until you get your black belt. But being the good mother that I am, I took them every day so they could get their black belt. But I said, now, let me tell you something. You have to sign a commitment letter with the master if you're going to fulfill this and you know get your black belt. And I said, dad and I have a commitment, two commitments that we want from you. And they said, well, what's that? And of course, keep in mind, they're in like elementary school and maybe you know our daughter might've been in seventh grade, but young. And so they're like, well, what do you want mom? And I said, dad and I want you to get your college degree and your real estate license. And of course they were so young, they're thinking, oh sure mom, we just want to get our black belt. So we really don't care about the other two. But anyway, they fulfilled all three of those. And it's kind of funny because after they got their real estate license, they got into real estate and both of them at separate times, our older one is a daughter, our daughter and our youngest is a son. And they absolutely hated real estate and told us that they do not want to be like their mother and father. And I said, you know what? That's fine. You have to do what's best for you, but you must keep your license active so that you'll know how to invest all the money that I know you are going to make. So they both got out of real estate at different times. And I think they went and waited tables and they came to the realization, 
you know, this isn't really what I was thinking. I am working for someone else on the hours they tell me I have to work. I kind of liked it better in real estate, but you know, there's got to be a little hustle in it. So um, anyway, they're both back into real estate and have been for several years, both very successful. And um, our daughter's very well known as a national speaker, a house flipper. And I mean, she does everything. And awesome. uh, matter of fact, I think she was just told that she was number five in Dallas wow. on social media and she'd never heard of the company that gave her the title of that. But um, anyway, that's something that happened recently. And uh, I was so proud of her and our son too. He does a great job. So they're doing very well and they both love real estate. So I think they're going to stick with it. So that's good. I think there's just something about being uh, an entrepreneur. Um, once uh, you kind of get a taste of, uh, you know, not uh, having to answer to anyone, um, you know, although, you know, your accountability lies in your hands and that's not easy either. But uh, once you get a taste of entrepreneurship, then it's very difficult to, to go and do something else or work for someone else. Oh, it is. And I think that, you know, it's funny because our kids were both athletes and they played three sports at a time, both of them. So we had a lot of practices and games to go to. And I knew the day would come when they would wonder, so how could you come to all of our games and all of our practices? And I said, because we are our own boss. I said, we may work way more than 40 hours a week, which of course we all do, but we get to pick the hours we work. And I said, that's the difference. And I said, and that's a choice that you make if you want to be your own boss and then the sky's the limit, you can do whatever you want to do. And I never would have known that our daughter would get into flipping houses, but it's interesting because my dad was a builder, developer, residential, commercial, multifamily, and he had a large real estate brokerage with a franchise division. So, you know, he did it all, but our kids are young enough that they didn't really see what grandpa did, you know, because he was getting older by the time they were old enough to understand. So it's just kind of fun to watch what they're doing now that they're third generation realtors. So, um, Leslie, your whole family, family of realtors, your dad, you're surrounded by, um, you know, just real estate in every shape, form, fashion. How do you, um, how do you, I mean, I, I know that being a realtor for 16 years myself, that there are highs and there are lows and there's that 2007 that came and then there's this COVID that came and um, the highs, lows, how do you deal with them? Or how have you dealt with them? As you can imagine, in the mid 80s, my husband and I were newlyweds and we had children and, you know, the market in the late 80s was really bad. And it was it took a while to come back from that economic downturn. I was a foreclosure listing agent in the 80s before short sales was even a term that we used in our business. And all of my listings were 100% financing because I had listings with the banks. But the problem was the banks were being, you know, taken over and you just kind of have to follow the breadcrumbs to who owned whom next. And so, yeah, it was very, very difficult. And I can remember one year when we netted in the red and still went to work every day. So for a while, I was a marketing rep in the title business so that we could have health insurance for our two children and our family and have some kind of 
income that we could count on. So I did that for several years and then, you know, went back into real estate sales and then decided I wanted to go out on my own, start my own company, which I did. And I had five offices. And then I, of course, acquired Prudential and then decided that I didn't want to be liable for all these other people. I just wanted to go sell real estate. So we have a team of seven. I manage our team. Of course, in normal times, I'm gone every week because I'm traveling on behalf of the National Association of Realtors for all realtors across the country and, you know, internationally as well. But we have been grounded since the beginning of March and it's going to be several months, I'm sure, before we travel again. So I've really enjoyed having some time at home and we love our dogs. Our kids, of course, are grown and off doing their own thing. So my husband and I are major dog lovers. We call ourselves the crazy dog family and the more the merrier. And we just, they're like our children and they're spoiled rotten. And, you know, people ask me all the time, y'all really do love your dogs, don't you? And I said, yes, we do, but they love us back. So it's pretty neat. Uh, And we do have a cat too. And she actually rules the roost. She weighs seven pounds, but she's in charge here. Yes. It's great though. We just love it. And our kids each have two dogs. So you can see where it runs in the family, the the dog thing, (laughs) but wouldn't have it any other way. So it's been nice to not travel as much, but I'm working a lot more than I was when I traveled because when you travel, you are where you are and you are speaking there and meeting with those people and all those things. Whereas now I'm just nonstop on camera all day speaking. And it's not the same because you don't have the interaction with the members that we're used to having. You know, we don't go out to dinner and all those fun things. So I miss that part, but I look forward to the day when we can do it again. And I feel very fortunate to have the wonderful leadership team that we do have this year. Our president for 2020 is the most patient human I think I know, and that's what we needed this year. So he was definitely the right leader at the right time. So we are very grateful for that. And the members who know him would agree. Nobody could have done a better job. He has done a phenomenal job. So we'll continue on and hope that 2021 is a little bit more normal than 20. And I guess that remains to be seen, but fingers crossed. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we went into um, COVID, um, especially, you know, when it it kind of really peaked uh, uh, in the U.S., which was uh, around March, um, how did you guys... uh, how did you guys react? What what decisions uh, uh, did you make? How did you, uh, you know, how did you decide that, okay, this is going to work or that's going to work? Because uh, uh, for a certain time, I mean, for several months there, real estate just stopped, right? Um, there was no business. Nobody was leaving their homes. Nobody uh, was, everyone was just sitting there waiting to see what would happen. How did you guys react? Of course, no one knew. (laughs) We've never experienced anything like this in our lifetime. So, you know, you've heard of pandemics, you know, that you've read about in history, but not while we've all been living. So what does that mean? And we just thought that was something because they didn't have modern medicine, you know, way back when. So coincidentally, I just gotten back from a, a big trip with NAR and I was supposed to be going to France to speak. But I had a meeting in Austin, Texas with the Texas Realtors for Strategic Planning, and our daughter just happened to be the 2020 Chair of Strat Plan for Texas. And the leadership and the um, senior staff of the Texas Realtors noticed that I was on the phone quite a bit because I had to keep leaving the meeting. And I ended up with one phone call that was about an hour and a half, and it was a leadership team call 
all about the coronavirus. And we're like, what is the coronavirus? So I walked back into the meeting and the chief operating officer of Texas Realtors said, Leslie, are they canceling the Association Executives Institute in San Diego? And I said, well, you know, Mike, I can't say anything, but there's going to be an announcement in a few hours. And he said, but I just bought a trailer and I'm headed out there with my entire family and we are going to Disneyland and then to San Diego. And I said, okay, well, come here a minute. I said, I know you'll keep this confidential for two hours, but it is canceled. And he goes, no, you're kidding. I go, no, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. It is canceled. And then of course the CEO, Travis Kessler, you know, came out and talked to me and he said, so AEI Association Executive Institute is canceled. And I said, yes, it is. It will be virtual. Of course, we had no idea what that meant. We didn't know what virtual was, <laughs> but have we ever learned? I feel like the queen of Zoom and, um, you know, like last night I had a party for all of the institutes, societies and councils, which is, you know, like all the designations and certifications and the leadership that goes with that for 20 and 21. So we played, we had the ugly sweater contest. We did bingo and then a quiz that I came up with. It. That's real funny. And anyway, we had such a good time and I'm doing it tomorrow night with the regional vice presidents of which there are 13 in the United States. We are region 10 in Texas and we are region 10 with Louisiana. So I have an RVP um, holiday party tomorrow night doing the same things with the RVPs from 20 and 21, just to have some fun. And, you know, you bring your own drink with you, whatever you want to drink. And we just have a good time and talk. And it was fun. We had a really good time. It's amazing how much fun you can actually have virtually. It's not the same, but it's better than nothing at all. And, um, but we've had to learn a lot about how to adapt to, you know, technology. Yeah. We had five weeks to decide, are we having our legislative meetings that are every year in Washington, DC in May, and we meet with our elected officials. And we didn't know if we were meeting in person. We didn't know if they were gonna be there in person. We didn't know if we weren't meeting in person, how were we going to do this? Yeah. We managed to pull it off. We did you know, Facebook live event and all kinds of other things. All was very new to us. Uh, and then when we had the conference last month, month that would have been in New Orleans, we had equipment that was sent to us to be even more prepared. And we've got a really great company that's working with us now. So it, we're doing a lot of, it's really high end. I mean, you feel like you're at a convention. You're just, you know, walking through the halls on a computer. Yeah. But, you know, it's different. But I see our future being a hybrid of what is and what was. Yeah. So I think our world has changed forever. And I know that when I travel, when we do get to do that again someday, I will travel with things, whether they be carry on or things I have to check through with my luggage. I'll have my laptop, my light, my love mic, you know, everything I need to be able to speak wherever I am. And um, I think that's our future. I don't think you're going to go someplace and speak and that's all you'll do. I'll go someplace and speak and I may speak three or four other times that day in my hotel room or in another room in the hotel. I just think that's the world we're going to be in now. But the good part about it though, Simon, is that we have been able to engage more members than we've ever been able to engage before. And that is the best silver lining that has come out of this. Absolutely. And I think that's what life is about. It's about, um, you know, um, salvaging uh, what you have and making the most of what you have and just uh, 
uh, reinventing, redefining, and uh, just uh, you know doing things differently. And and you you keep going, moving forward in life. Uh, Leslie, what are you ex- what are your what what are you expecting in twenty twenty one? Well, fingers crossed. I'm hoping we're looking at right now our first in-person meeting in April. And then again, we're hoping that our legislative meetings in Washington, D.C. will take place in May. But, you know, so many things in our world have changed. Yeah. The hotel that we've had for years has been closed because of COVID. And will they be open or will they not? And if they're not, then where will we go that can accommodate the thousands of people that come to our meetings? So there are a lot of balls in the air trying to figure out what's going on. You know, my inaugural is in November of next year in San Diego. I don't know if it's going to be virtual or in person. So how do you plan for something like that? Yeah. You know, it's hard to, you, you have no idea what to plan for because you don't know where we will be. I can only hope with the vaccine coming out and, you know, just hopefully we'll run its course and, and get past this time that you know things will get back to somewhat of normal in 2020. I think it's going to be at least a few months in before we see that. I don't think January and February are going to be any, any different than what we have right now and maybe March. Yeah. So it's, you know, and that's the first three months of the year right now. That's, you know, a fourth of the year already like we are now. So in the end, I think that we will be in the situation we've been in for over a year before we finally get back to some semblance of order. But I'm ready for that to happen. I know a lot of people are too. And, you know, like I said, though, I feel very grateful and blessed to have had more time to spend with my husband, kids, dogs, getting things done around the house. And it's kind of funny. One of the things I love to do that people think I'm crazy, but it's therapeutic to clean out closets and cupboards and drawers. Don't ask me why, but I just like to know where everything is. So if you want batteries at my house, there is only one place you will find them that you won't find them in drawers in every room, just one place. So I just like everything in its place. And I've really enjoyed spending time doing things like that. And I've also been known to be a multitasker. I do love to work out. And once in a while, we'll have things we have to pay attention to, but I don't necessarily have to be on camera. So there is a possibility that I might be working out (laughs) if I'm not on camera. And I was joking around the other day with someone. I said, don't tell Bob Goldberg that. That's the National Association of Realtors CEO. But of course, I'm on camera whenever I need to be on camera. But if it's something where I just need to listen, I can still exercise and listen. (laughs) Everything works just fine that way. That way I can kill two birds with one stone and accomplish what I need to for me and for everyone else. So. And I think that's what has happened, right? I mean, uh, life has been redefined. And uh, I think some of it's be, it's also been reprioritized. A lot of things that we were used to doing, um, just we were doing them because they've always been done that way. But I think these past several months help us realize that, okay, you know what? Some of this was just redundant and it's time to change things and find an easier way and just value of um, life and the quality of life. I agree. You know, I know it's been hard on so many people and my heart goes out to them. And, you know, I've even offered to help people, whatever I can do to help, or if you just want to talk and know that it won't go anyplace else. But, you know, I feel very fortunate that, you know, I have a lot of 
things that I am so thankful for in my life that I think it's just kind of brought that to the forefront about just how thankful we are and how grateful we should be for the things that we have instead of worrying about what we don't have. Not to say there aren't plenty of people who feel that way and have every right in the world to feel like, you know, their world is caving in. And those are the people that you want to reach out to and say, what can I do to help? What do you need? And, you know, the one thing I've noticed is there are so many good people in this world who's who have opened their hearts to help yeah. other people. And on the other hand, sadly, there are a lot of people who are just flat out angry under these current circumstances. And you never know what's going on in their life. Like they don't know what's going on in ours. And so you just have to be nice to everyone. It's Kindness, it be right? a difficult thing. It should be natural. Just, just be kind. I mean, it, it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take anything. Just smile, just be kind because you don't know what someone else is going through. Um, what's been the biggest high of your life, of your career or your life? Oh gosh. I mean, honestly, you know, just to kind of lay it all out there, I was married before to someone who was not supportive and very condescending to me. So I was never going to get married again, although I did want to have children. So I had to kind of figure that out. But I was so fortunate to meet my husband who is just the greatest guy. And I am so lucky that I have him and I know he feels the same way. And we have a lot of fun together and a lot of laughs together. And to me, that is the high of my life because I honestly never thought that life could be as good as it is with someone after experiencing what I experienced before. So if there's anyone out there who thinks they're in a bad situation, it's not worth staying in that just because you made a commitment doesn't mean you can't get out of it. And, you know, I kind of went through some tough times back then thinking, oh my goodness, no one in my family's ever been divorced. I'll be the first one. And what does that say about me? And I just kept saying, just hang in there. You can make this work. And, you know, finally you get to the point where you realize, you know, you can't, you can't change someone and it's not going to work. So you just need to move on. And I was lucky I didn't have children with him. And, you know, I've never talked to him again since. And of course that was what, 35, 40 years ago, a long time ago. And I'm sure he's doing well and I hope he is. But the point of it is we didn't belong together. We were, maybe we were too young or not mature enough to be married and act like married people. But it was kind of funny because when I got divorced, I worked at Evie Halliday at corporate. And so I would fix my husband up with my friends at corporate because I wasn't dating anyone and I didn't want to date anyone. But anyway, I guess what was meant to be was meant to be. So anyway, we're together and still, and we have fun. And, you know, the kids used to laugh when they were little, they'd say, are we adopted? Or are you going to put us up for adoption? Or are you and dad going to get divorced? And I said, you're watching way too many movies. I don't know what is going on in your little heads. And I said, no, your dad and I are stuck with each other and you're stuck with us. <laughs> so it's been a great ride and I'm just very thankful for it. So Cause I know when I, when I'm going through tough you, times, you know, yeah. When I messaged you and I asked you, um, you know, s tell me something about amazing about your life. And you said, I have the best husband. I do. I really do. And, um, you know, you don't always realize how great a relationship is. And it's, it's kind of funny because when you raise your kids, at least for us, you don't really spend as much time together because you're with taking care of the children, you know, until they're old enough to take care of themselves. 
And my mom always said, you have to like someone, not just love them, but like them. And my husband always says the same thing because I've had so many friends that after their kids graduated from high school, they got divorced. And I thought, really? Well, I thought everything was great with you all. It always seemed like everything was fine, but you know, it's a whole new world when you're an empty nester and uh, we like it, we're enjoying it. And I hope that for everyone else too. And if it's not great, you have a great life to live and make it your own. You have one life to live, right? So that's right. My that's what I keep telling my kids, I yeah. said, what should I do? And I said, well, you know, that's up to you. You know, you need to make your own decisions. I'm help. I'm happy to help guide you, but you know, we all have our own life to live and it's not our job to run anybody's life. So, um, you know, I just want to see people happy. That's all that matters to me, happy and feel like they're, you know, either well taken care of either, whether it be themselves because they choose to be alone or with someone else, whatever that may be. So I wish the best for everyone, no matter what their choices are, whether it's my choice or your choice, it doesn't matter as long as they're happy. Absolutely. Bessie, uh, what advice would you give um, um, real estate investors, buyers, sellers uh, for we are in December? Um, in a few weeks, it's we're going to roll into 2021. What advice would you give buyers, sellers? What should they brace themselves for? Well, I believe that our market is going to continue to be very good. And we are going to continue to have multiple offers and low inventory as long as we have low interest rates. So they all kind of go hand in hand. I know normally this time of year would be a little bit slower with the holidays, but this is not a normal year. So I don't think it's going to be the same. I know in our business, we are as busy as we've ever been this year. It's been almost crazy busy. And when it comes to, you know, putting certain price ranges on the market, it's just amazing how fast they go. And then another thing with my husband focused on farm and ranch and, you know, anything outside of the city, it is amazing how many people want to get out of town. And now that people can telecommute and work from home and our companies have all realized that, yeah, you can do your job and you don't have to come to the office every day makes for happier employees. And it, you know, they can cut their commute time, obviously either not have one at all or go in a few days a week instead of five days a week. And they could live, you know, on land and have wild animals or whatever they choose to have or a big enormous garden, whatever it might be. So it's kind of neat when you think about the future that we have ahead of us is different. You know, you can show people a home virtually. They don't have to be present. And I have people on our team who have sold homes sight unseen, you know, all the way through closing. So I do think our world has changed immensely right now. It seems like it's changed in our business for the better. I think we'll be able to be more efficient and maybe not be, you know, wasting as much time on things that we normally would because we have now learned that we can, you can even do an open house virtually. There's just so many things that we can do with technology today, but I do think it's important that as agents, people understand technology enough to keep up with how things are going. And, you know, video is so crucial in our business. And I know that's not everyone's favorite thing to do. I don't love it either, but you just have to put it aside and do what you can on video because that's what people are watching these days. They want to learn and they want short snippets. And I know what you're doing too here, Saima, is, you know, 
people love to hear what other people's journeys are in getting where they are. And, you know, we all have a lot to share with each other, but what a great time to take advantage of educational opportunities, as well as maybe catch up on some reading. I know that (laughs) this sounds kind of crazy, but every magazine I subscribe to has been sitting here since COVID. And I'm, I don't know why I'm thinking, why am I not reading my magazines? Well, I'm not reading anything else. I'm not watching TV. I'm that busy. When I say I'm not reading anything else, it's because everything I read has to do with everything that's going on in our industry so that I can be on top of everything since I speak all the time. But that's not what most realtors would be doing. So just to keep in mind for all the realtors out there, we have Right Tools right now, which we had in 2007 and eight, which are either discounted or free, no cost, educational opportunities at nar.realtor. So if you're not taking advantage of those things, you should be, because this is a great time to learn and just be prepared and get ready for 2021. I mean, we don't know what 2021 is going to bring, but we do know right now that we have low interest rates. So True. make the best of it while we can, because you never know when it will change. I've been through many roller coaster rides in this business and what goes up will come down. Yeah. What goes down will go up. It's, it's just a matter of time. And every cycle is different. Yeah. Economics. This is a great time to be in our business. Yeah. It's a great time to sell a house or a property. It's probably a little more difficult buying one, but there are buyers out there who have money and they're ready. So, you know, whatever you can do, I will tell you that we have a lake house that we didn't use very much because of my position. I just was never really had time to go there. So I put it on the market last year. We got a low ball offer and my husband said, are you going to counter? And I said, no, I'm not. And he said, oh, you sound like a typical realtor. And I said, no, I sound like a proud homeowner that I'm not going, I don't want someone who's going to lowball me that low to even live in the house that I have put so much blood, sweat, and tears into. I'll just keep it. I don't need to sell it. So then the kids asked the first of the year after it went off the market, they said, can we remodel our bathrooms? I said, sure, I'll pay for it. You do the work. So they did. And then my husband said, and when are you going to put it back on the market? And I said, well. I don't think I'm going to because I'm going there every week. I'm a jet skier. I love the water. And I was having such a good time because I'm not traveling. So I'm going to the lake and I'm loving it. It was so much fun. And then one of the guys on our team was at the lake and another realtor said, do you know anyone off market that might consider selling? And he said, well, the people I work for had theirs on the market, but I don't know if they want to sell now. I can show you their the land around the house. And then four days later, they came to see the house when I was down there. It was not for sale. And I'm sitting in the master bedroom and I hear them saying, well, we could put the couch here and the chairs there. And I'm like, wait, my house is not for sale. So, you know, never say to never, it did sell. And we moved out October 4th and I still keep pinching myself like you really sold your lake house. I cannot believe you did that. And I really can't believe I did that. You know what? My life is going to pick up again and I'm going to be traveling every week again and I'm not going to have time to take care of it. And I'd be kicking myself saying, you let a great opportunity go by. But I will tell you what, these people are the nicest people and we have enjoyed keeping in touch with each other and I'll, I'll find a picture of what it looks like when all the flowers are in bloom and send it to him and say, this is what the house looks like in the spring. <laughs> so they said, well, when we get it all fixed up, we're going to, because they're changing a lot of things, they're going to invite us over. So you know what? 
to have someone like yeah. that by your house, I can deal with it and live with it. But like the person who made the lowball offer, I would never have been happy with myself. You know, unless you have to sell it, you yeah. don't have to give it away. So anyway, Time that changes. was kind of my story of the market we're in now. And that is our world, as we all know. Well, um, any um, final words, uh, Leslie, for people who are going to be watching words of hope, words of um you know, um, real estate, um, where can people find you, um, whatever you would like to share. Well, I'll, I'll put in some plugs for the National Association of Realtors, since that's who I volunteer with on your behalf. Um, go to nar.realtor and search the site. There is all kinds of market information that you can be using with your buyers and sellers. And if you are not using RPR, Realtor Property Resource, you absolutely should be because your competitors are. And that is something that you pay for in your dues. You only pay $13.50 a year for it, but you're still paying for it. So use the tools that you have. It is amazing the things that the National Association of Realtors offers for all of us. I mean, there are health programs, telehealth, um, there are all kinds of discounts and things that you can use from the National Association of Realtors and our chief economist, Lawrence Yoon, has a lot of white papers and like I said, the market data and things like that that are available at nar.realtor. So go in there and if you are a manager or a broker and you need some great ideas for office meetings, that's there too. Anything you need to know about coronavirus guidelines and how to open your offices back up, that's all there. There's just an abundance and wealth of information for all of you, whether you're a salesperson, a broker, owner, manager, whatever you may be. So I hope you take the time to go to nar.realtor and learn the services and resources that are available to you as a member of the National Association of Realtors. Well, um, uh, Leslie, on that note, um, uh, thank you so much for being on my show. It's uh, been an honor and a privilege. And uh, I hope uh, we all get into 2021 with a lot of hope and a lot of optimism. And um, I hope uh, there's a lot of goodness waiting around the corner for everyone. I would agree. And thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show, Simon. What an honor. And I do plan to keep in touch with you. And I hope you feel the same way. Absolutely. I really enjoyed, you know, going back and forth, chatting with you on social media. So thank you so much for the honor of being with you. And I wish everyone the happiest of holidays and the very best 2021. It's going to get better from here. Keep your chin up. Things are going to get better and we're going to be great. So just keep on going, keep plugging away and get ready for next year. Thanks again for having me. Thank you for being here, Leslie.